0: Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. Here I'm joined by an interesting soul for snacks and sometimes full-blown banquets. We share conversation and confessions, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey great lovely ones! As we're on the cusp of another Edinburgh fringe, despite the fact I'm not going this year, I'm filling your boots with another beautiful, lovely, charming, clever, silly dreamboat of a comedian who is without doubt the next big thing, it's Quan Wen Huang. I managed to grab an hour of his company before he takes his debut hour, Isla Formosa, up to Scotland. Just the smallest of notices to thrill you with first, though, please. Thanks so much if you came to see me hoovering live at the Latitude Festival with a blooming glorious Michelle Deschvot what a doozy the podcast of that will be out later this summery autumn time we've got an absolutely exciting live show on the 10th of August it's with none other than actual real life Joe fucking Lyset. mummy and me hoovering ring with you right at you I know at time of recording there are still some tickets but it may very well have sold out now check online and see there will be a link in the podcast notes also I want to just generally say thanks to you for listening and for being a cheerleader for the Hoovering podcast. You can do that with a tweet, a five star review on Podchaser or wherever you get your podcasts and with a bit of word of mouth loving off about the podcast, all sorts of ways I also use Patreon to fund this podcast and I'm on a mission to grow our Patreon because otherwise, long story short, we're dust. Thank you, thank you, thank you thank you, huge big thank you to my existing patrons and if you want to know what I'm on about here, there are a group of people a club, a gang, a glub of people who give us anywhere from two pounds a month up to more in exchange for a really big ton of quite sexy stuff things like advance notice of huge guests like Joe Lysett, live shows they were given discount tickets or free tickets to that special gig and then also there's just mountains of continuous exclusive content recipes from guests birthday videos from me ad free episodes loads 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 they get if you have a spare few quid a month please consider joining them go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod if uh, you're not fussed with that but you do want to come and see Hoovering live or see me do stand up no wazzers go to JessicaFosterCute.com it's my website there are tickets to all my upcoming live show things there right let's have this glorious episode Kwan Wen and me met up in Broccoli and got Fancy Pants ice creams from a really lovely place there called Sunday, spelt S-U-N-D-A-E very trendy Um, we ate them up um, admittedly actually we'd already eaten them up on the walk to Hilly Fields which is a really lovely park where we settled and you join us now already deep in conversation
1: my inner struggle is do I keep uh, basically uh, pepper salt olive oil and uh, soil sauce on the counter or in the cupboard out so once or twice a month I will put them back in okay and then I start cooking nice, yeah. <laughs> nice thought I say yeah yeah good to temp. but then they would just stay on the counter for a good few days yeah. until I get into another round of travelling and I don't cook so much and they'll be back in the cupboard I'm in mean, exactly
0: the same situation yeah. and there's other things I'm allowed out if they're in a pretty kilner jar like I'm allowed my seeds I put a chuck a handful of seeds on a load of stuff I'm allowed yeah. that out if they look nice lentils like I'm allowed stuff out if it looks nice happy to have my oil and salt and pepper and soy so, so
1: currently they are in the cupboard but I'm a very shallow person i have eight uh, cocotte how do you call that french uh, dutch ovens
0: oh <laughs> all i know a dutch oven as is when two people are in bed and one of you farts and then you trap the other person in there by putting the covers over their head so that they're forced to smell the fart
1: it's hurtful when you say that because i've been a dry patch for quite a long time so i don't really know i can't really remember what you're talking about but when i say dutch oven it's just a very happy Heavy kitchen utensils. <laughs> no, they're very heavy. The cast iron pots.
0: Oh, like like a Le Creuset. Le Cruiser, yes, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And I've gone into a phase of collecting more than a dozen of them of different. Colors. No, I'm troubled. Well, anyway, and and I realized that it just look it's just a display of my mental instability. So I can't right. let friends see that. So I've hidden the majority of them away. But then I thought <laughs> I've spent so much money on those fucking stuff. I don't want to sell them. At least I need to show some of them. Yeah. So I picked two colors, the two most matching color. Ooh. I have a Marseille blue, Marseille blue, it. slightly darker, and a Solar yellow. You know, oh uh, My God, on I both sides. So I'm it. cool and shiny at the same time. I love. That I'm experience. like a real singing in the sun. That oh, makes sense. So, so I don't have soy sauce out all the time, but I have French, like Dutch oven, on yeah. display without them being <laughs> used. <it. laughs>
0: Absolutely lovely. I'm so glad that we've managed to talk for so long. Well, we I'm not glad. What we've done is talk for so long that we haven't mentioned our ice creams, and I've finished mine. We've got <laughs> we've got ice, we've mine. got gelato <laughs> from a place called Sunday, spelled S-U-N-D-A-E in broccoli and we're sitting on hilly fields which is broccoli's really pretty big well one big hilly field of a park unsurprisingly um it's pretty bougie this one and i f- discovered that gelato place i've only been once before um it was in the lockdowns when you could only buy things to take away and be outside with no. so we're recreating that moment here just right. out of choice because it's a lovely day um and it's the first really swanky ice cream place i've had in walking distance from my house ever since i've lived in london but i thought they were quite smart they just
1: called it sunday yeah, it without smart. saying it was a, either an ice cream parlor yeah. or a gelato place right yes it because in english do you know the
0: differences because i don't well
1: i look it up i always thought it was different between using cream or milk but oh. on the wikipedia page they say uh it's basically gelato in italian just means ice cream Right. but in English when you say gelato it applies the one that uses actual fresh ingredients oh. and they say it's much less air content about less than 35% of air inside
0: oh so that's why it tastes creamier because it's less airy
1: maybe I haven't bothered reading reading the rest of them cause <laughs>
0: well thanks for doing the I mean, research for no, me I'm the fucking host no, I have You've the intention I have
1: the intention of conducting a research but I do have the attention span of someone typical with 2023 so I started without finishing it which is you know I, I'm male so I can do that so <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking i'm bottom so i don't really <laughs> oh, but the different really i think yeah. at least when you go to italy uh they wouldn't just be using all different colorings so you no. would literally yeah. taste the ingredients
0: yeah absolutely and, and, and I also, feel like that about yeah. the flavors i had yes you've got mango and Uh, Limone Limone (laughs) Mango And limone But I think
1: they are a little bit more done to it For example Their strawberry is simply strawberry not fragora
0: yeah so, totally so they, they make an
1: effort on not trying to, not be, to, to be too pretentious so they did write lemon not limone and that was me that was i'm you. the one
0: <laughs> you turned it into a wanker's flavor by choosing no, it. i came
1: here after my mm. italian class this oh, morning did
0: you, oh did you have the yes so i was
1: impressed. like yes it's great i live in bermondsey coming to broccoli, i could walk without realizing it, i had to go to the embassy area okay. you know the one next to Hyde park yeah. corner to really take Italian lessons.
0: Oh, crumb!
1: No, it's not too bad. It's it, it just, it's just interesting because we are oh, just yeah. going through some of those things this morning.
0: Oh, I love it. Well, I, I have just, yeah, we never had a, a bougie ice cream place around here before. I always choose to say, I, I, I disappoint myself by being such a creature of habit when it comes to ice cream. Generally, I prefer savory things to sweet things, but ice cream's the one mm. sweet thing that I would say I. It comes as quite. I don't know if you get this. Do you ever? I don't know how, how you crave particular foods if you do, but most things come to me as quite a vague calling. Even hunger feels like quite a vague thing. I'm not very good at telling how hungry I am or exactly what it is I want. Yeah. But with ice cream, it's one of the few where when I want ice cream, it's quite clear that I want ice cream. Do you mean you the brand kind of, or the flavour? No, just as an item at all. Oh. But then once I'm in front of it, I then really, because I love all the flavours, hmm. find it very hard to go for something I haven't tried before that isn't, like, on the the nutty, chocolatey, coffee spectrum. Like, I always go for one of those, and I have again today. I went salted caramel and coffee, and it was delicious. But I wish I'd been a bit bolder and maybe, like... I don't know, I've tried a mango and a strawberry or something like that. I don't know. One day, I need to branch out and try some fruity business.
1: I would say this kind of could have would have should up if you actually had attempted all the different flavours. Yeah. I would say 60% of the time, you would have ended up regretting not getting the one you really yeah. wanted. So I think that's fine.
0: I think it's to do with like... <laughs> do you know what? Life is short. You want to guarantee yourself a great time. You don't want to risk a shit exactly. time. You don't want to risk a shit strawberry.
1: At least we're not... Um, american tourists going overseas to eat mcdonald's so yeah. so long as we don't degrade ourselves into that
0: <laughs> yeah 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 i tell you what so i just just had my first holiday in ages to san sebastian in northern in, spain yeah, um oh is in it the, the galicia country. yes it's stunning and it's got the highest concentration of michelin-style chefs anywhere in the world but because chefs go there to get work and don't get work straight away they end up working in these little pinchos bars so the food is incredible everywhere it was extraordinary but even there there were some mcdonald's where you can go somewhere every every other door is a little bar where you can go in and for two euros get three mouthfuls of something mind-blowingly delicious sweet savory whatever they're all like little plates of tiny things you're meant to have a few things move on to another bar but the mcdonald's had like a massive queue coming out the back of it huge queue at all locals or tourists well this is it local teenagers and I was like, well, that's funny that you're like, you have, you have access definitely financially to this food. You've been brought up on this food, but for you, the erotic exoticism <laughs> comes from a sweaty Big Mac that but, your parents but probably I would offer be my shuddering with. Yes. Obviously
1: I'm aware, uh, oriental cooking is amazing. But when I was growing up, when this school lunch option first included McDonald, people just went nuts. Yeah. And part of me think, I liked it at that time because naturally in my kind of cuisine, very few dishes included potatoes. And I always loved potato. And for that simple reason, if you go to McDonald's, you get chips. Yeah. Where else? I I don't know. I think in China, Northern Chinese, they would would soak the potato in water to get rid of the... um, either the gluten or the starch starch, so when they quick stir fry it becomes crispy Mm. so when you fry it doesn't become sort of the mash but it becomes almost like a crispy snack something but other than that it's not heavily featured at least not in Taiwan so oh by the way, you will put that in the program description and Taiwanese, right? I yes, I will put mean. that in the program I'm description. It's going on and on what are
0: talking about? Let's get into that. Let's talk about eating in Taiwan. I yeah. don't know anything about it. Go, th- Give me details. What, oh you, what was God. it like growing up? What, what sort of thing would you have for breakfast to educate me like the idiot that right. I am?
1: So, uh, in short, Taiwanese people are so obsessed with food. We talk about like dinner when we are having them. lunch.
0: Yes. <laughs> so we are the kinda yes, we're
1: the kind of people when I think Italian is the closest in Europe to us is mm. when you get together you worry so much about food options because if everything was great, the company was great, the weather was lovely, but the food is shite, then everything is shite.
0: Oh food has I to love be. it. The food has to I be I feel like that, but I feel like an asshole for feeling like that. Do yes. you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, and that it's not about necessary so mission and level or having food nice. you cannot pronounce or not, yes. not always about having a bottle of wine but it's just good, the like decent yeah. stuff yeah, and we're always eating and that makes it difficult when I dated a French guy because we eat 24-7 yeah. and him as a French they only eat a double when it's the three meals time right. that involves a ritual of Yes. The laying the crockery and tablecloths, and and after that, nothing, like absolutely nothing at all.
0: It was a bizarre. I know, set right? Setup. I know. To me, I
1: know. I mean, yeah. I I think if I had stayed with him, I would have probably avoided putting up. the fewer but I would have been in a life of misery. Yeah. I Just kind of much. Oh, it's not so. Worth he it. would yeah. tell me up oh, because back I home, really. We go out to night markets, Mm. and where you have night market, you basically have games, and you have. um, I love games. Like the goggles, have you ever played the goggles? No.
0: What's the goggles flicking? He's doing flicking.
1: Yeah, it's just a little like glass balls.
0: Oh, like marbles. A
1: marble. I'm sorry, (laughs) not an English native speaker, am I? Goggles are. Yes. The swim goggles and
0: swimming. Yeah. The marbles, oh, so flicking marbles. Yeah, what as part of the like, and there's and there's food markets in these okay, night and,
1: markets. Oh, there's some dodgy animal uh, welfare involved, okay. like um, trying to catch. Goldfish, oh, Or crikey, okay. <laughs> okay. Or, thing, or um, basketball, shooting balloons, etc. Yeah. That's where you go for a bit of game and then you get food, and lots of food. Yes. And each vendor only sells one thing.
0: Right, oh, I yeah. love it. Tell me about some of the things you might get then in the time of these night markets. So
1: we start with the normal one or the scary ones.
0: Well, start normal, <laughs> and get scary, come on. There
1: are some Western import they will be selling jacket potato and hot dogs. That's funny, but, but jacket have, potato. <laughs> <laughs> you may have... A, Pork intestine soup, or
0: <laughs> but is that delicious? It depends. It's a yeah. quiet taste. I grew up it eating quite, it. I it really like much? offals. I, I, I yeah, I, in some contexts, like I love some kinds of pates and yeah. stuff like that. So I might love it. Mm. Is it? Is it the smell that makes it contentious? What, is it like really rich, really unctuous, or is it like maybe a bit greasy? Or is it? It's
1: quite chewy and okay. soft. and slightly fatty. So right. either you like it, either you don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: I love pork belly.
1: You like pork belly But pork belly doesn't have that awful So mm, yeah. it's not exactly light But the intensity of it is mm. uh, you, When you feel seafood can be a bit fishy yeah, yeah, yeah. Some wild birds can be a bit gamey yes, yeah. So with the awful There's a specific kind of
0: mm, What's the word for it? Like mealy I should be better I've had a podcast
1: I want to say musky theory. But that's more sexual, right? No, so I, I think know. musky I hear
0: what you mean with musky though Funky, maybe? Is that what we It's mean? just like
1: Right, I think this dense, part of the earthy. animal Wasn't spokes to air very yeah. often so I, mean, I don't know how to describe it but when you grew up eating yeah, such a thing you get you used mean. to it yeah of and if it's, it, it's treated it's so well
0: they're as well aren't they full of <laughs> Vitamins and nutrients and It depends Because oh. some part
1: May contain so much cholesterol So if oh, really yeah yeah, yeah 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 Oh I didn't really So if not. you have a high blood pressure Probably But from a From a Budget economic point of view Let's say If I'm not Whole 100% veganism mm. But I do support eating meat But I also want to preserve the planet Right Yeah 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 If you kill a cow Eat all the fucking bits Eat of a whole the bit, Yeah, I hate Even Yeah <laughs>
0: I think so, too. Whole carcass butchery, all day. And if you look Even at... Even if there's bits that you don't think of a human consumption like we can feed our, mm. our pets, will use them or do something with it that feeds back into the system.
1: And we're not the only one because I yeah. went to Spain and I see the supermarket, you can just buy a whole jamon, like a whole piglets, yeah. right? And you can eat the piglets and you see everything. Yeah. So our uh, antipasto, our entree, can mm. have the 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 pig ears yeah yeah we can have the ox tongues yeah and you may have oh in a night market we may have a duck head
0: <gasps> a duck head he
1: just he just so the only bit you don't eat is the beak i think it's the, too spiky i think no i think beef. the beak is meant to serve as a handle when you chew <laughs> <laughs> and i personally don't know how they taste what like, yeah, my yeah, limit up, my right? limit starts at the chicken necks yes like duckheads duck duck even head. for me is a bit I, much
0: yeah i don't know so, so it's usually you
1: see here you would say yeah, some town some town are famous for something and yeah. back home we will have a town that is famous for duckheads duckheads
0: but what How do you make the skull of it delicious? Or do you like. Imagine someone who really
1: likes crab's meat, right? Yeah. And I'd say most people don't really like, but the jaw is uh, those tiny legs. Yeah. Because when you get a big chunk, the satisfaction goes very easily. And we try to battle with the crab leg. You really Mm. want to. the bits out and yeah. it's it's because it's so hard to get yeah. you appreciate it more yes, and that's the fun solo, like, and I'm so. guessing that's the fun of chewing duck right. even I don't do it myself but yeah. if you can do it then for example when we eat a fish it's always the whole thing yeah I yeah. love it we don't decapitate our fish we just cook the yes. whole thing and leave it to the diners to deal with it yeah. young people lose the ability but like my aunties eat a whole, whole hat yeah all yeah. around all around amazing. and if it's a giant like a big fish like a salmon we will use the head to make the it's the base of our
0: broth I was going to say you can just use it to make an amazing fish stock yes, yes. yeah and the bones and everything but like you can leave it to you... the next day it does yeah. smell <laughs> yeah what the stock yeah, yeah. so I can deal
1: with the jaws yeah of a fish I can eat a fish eyes yeah. but my auntie can make sure the entire structure of the fish had descended Absolutely into amazing. a rubble of bones And
0: mm. oh, I find it extraordinary I had an Austrian nana that mentality I mean sh- if she was alive she'd be in her late 90s early 100s but she I think as well well she lived through a war uh, you know yeah. etc it changes your mentality but she would clean a chicken carcass like The family would giggle. (laughs) Because it would be this... You know, it was real. It's a spectacle. It was... There was theatre to it. <laughs> you uh, you wouldn't mess with her after you'd watch that. <laughs> but but, but you, I look at it now and go, you fucking legend. Again, it's culturally like some people here will be doing that depending yeah. on where they were brought up or taught to cook. Or like if you as someone who's from a culture where you stew meat down, then you are definitely eating all of those bits and they're definitely adding to the flavour. Okay, and
1: I also noticed some butchers, uh, especially those specialised in poultry, they do sell chicken gizzard. Do you guys eat them?
0: Um, some people do. I'm going to say it's a generational thing. Not many younger really? people do. Um,
1: we are changing too. Sorry. In the old days when I was a kid. And our cinema are not uh, multinational chains. Uh-huh. So our movie food or snacks are not popcorns. It's anything you can put in a soy sauce stew, And that involves from tofu, the, the hard one, Ooh. to chicken claws. Amazing. <laughs> and... Some of them will have a skewer of chicken gizzards, and that's what I... Oh,
0: <laughs> skewer of chicken gizzards. I used, I to, try I used it. to watch a Roncom with chicken gizzards. <laughs> when Harry met Sally with a skewer of chicken gizzards.
1: Well, at least there's nothing visual about someone munching on someone else's nuts, but that's what it what, was.
0: Well I don't know But it's gone It's gone But nowadays
1: you go to the cinema And they will give you a list Of the following food Are banned Because of their (gasps) strong smell And you see about 40 to 50 items
0: (laughs) Oh fuck That's funny I wish they'd ever banned Stinky old food here Sometimes in cinemas Although we've, oh, you've reminded me of a really embarrassing one. We have like my local cinema in Catford. It's brilliant. It's called Catford Muse, and it's independent. It's really nice. And there are like street food stalls inside in this like. I know there's a katsu the in. curry
1: in in the in a in an artistic place,
0: right? Yeah, and a place called there's a
1: Catford Muse.
0: Yeah, a place called Fuse, and she does well. Both places just do one or two things. And mm. oh, There's a new pizza place that's so open. Haven't tried it yet. We'll get it. We mm. must do and catch it on the podcast. But. um yeah, it, it's all going on in there, but I'd ordered something from one of those places and we were going to see the last James Bond film. And it, the film started and the people from the store were so nice and they were like, we'll just bring it in. When it's ready, we'll bring it in to you. And I was like, it was a sold-out screening and people are funny about James Bond. Like, I couldn't enjoy the first 25 minutes of that film because I had a clenched, my asshole was so tense at the thought of like just the social just the idea of someone bringing me a fat burrito (laughs) big fucking stinky bit of fried chicken and burrito just into the middle of the screen burrito isn't
1: that bad oh my my bar is too low for a smell I
0: love burritos and smelly chicken but I just thought people actually people were treating that film like a piece of art and it was a slightly it showed a kind of modern (laughs) level of disdain (laughs) What? One, two, three, yeah, what would you sound like if you said it now in a big boy voice? One, two, three, hey, it's Ryan
1: Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, if. only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
0: Hey lads, I'm having a quick interrupt of myself, if you can believe it, and for such fun reasons, it's listener answer time, your stuff, the best of your responses to the questions I post on at the hoovering pod on social media, and in this episode we're still glorying in your responses to me having asked you for all your holiday hoovering stories, they've been so great. A truly sexual amount of you have reminded me that you have a lot of crisps on holiday, (laughs) holiday crisps include ones that are flavoured with things like dill there's mushroom There's just how different they taste on holiday you've even told me quite a few of you how different diet coke and mcdonald's is taste on holidays a friend recently told me that he had mcdonald's in a country which didn't eat beef and it was basically kfc fascinating actually i think we can all agree but because he also mentions crisps we are starting with this lovely message from uh, David Porter, in his own words, up in Aberdeenshire. David says... Holidays to Malta have helped us discover some of the best and worst holiday eating over the years By far our favourite has been discovering Twisties, a baked rice cheese flavoured snack. Initially that doesn't sound like a great combination but these are basically cheesy knickknacks almost identical in shape and texture but in a cheese flavour instead of our nice and spicy or rib sauce flavours. I mean, David correct me if I'm wrong but it sounds to me like David is saying that the Maltese have successfully interbred a knickknack and a what's it into a twist and yes, you are thinking what I'm thinking. Is a twisty a rebranded Cheeto? We'll never know, David continues. A big shout out also goes to the Sphinx Patisserie. It has changed names over the years, but it's still in the same place. In Victoria, on the northern island of Gozo, the pastries are amazing and their local version of what is akin to a Cornish pasty comes in various fillings, all of which are superb. David hasn't given us any more info there I'm just going to have to guess some of the fillings cheese and coconut, ham and mice and obviously twisty and milk yum 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 and David continues by sharing and at the other end of the scale the bottle soft drink called Kinney that you see in pretty much every store it's described as a bittersweet soft drink with orange flavour and aromatic herbs but which is closer in taste I suspect to the drip tray under the bitter tap In a less than salubrious public house, he ends with the words, it's rank. (laughs) Excellent work, David. Thank you so, so much. I will be avoiding, Kinney, thanks. Sounds like something you'd get slathered on a grazed knee by a cruel nurse back in primary school. Right, heads up, the next listener responses are objectively disgusting, um, but you've only got yourselves to blame. First, a voice note. Brackets, my favourite. From Hannah in Cheshire. When I was about 23, we went to Thailand on a volunteer holiday. We arrived after 10 hours on a friggin' bus, and there was no food for another four hours. And this man said, oh, well, if you really want food, you'll have to walk into a local village. And we really did want food, me and this other girl. Anyway, we went to this village. There was a lot of like stray dogs, a lot of, it was in the, it was in the middle of the friggin' jungle next to Burma. And we walked into this village and then they had this like, little village market and they sold us this stuff and I had what I thought was like a, like a duck spring roll it was dog and uh, I spent the following seven nights well, long and the short of it it involved an injection and uh, lots of tablets to empty my horrifically toxic bowels over so yes, I ate a fucking dog and ended up shitting myself like a fucking dog Oh, dear. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, Hannah. I really thought you were going to say it was delicious then. We can't let this ruin spring rolls for us guys, though, OK? That's actually very important. OK, now we've got a WhatsApp message from Emma, who says, I recently went to Porto, where salt cod is a speciality, and she had cod tongues. She finishes with, on purpose. <laughs> um, that's my favourite bit of any of this so far, where Emma said on purpose. She says... Oh, she says, I didn't know they had tongues. <laughs> Wouldn't meet you, and me neither, Emma. I didn't know they had tongues big enough to eat. Oh, you thought he had small, to- <laughs> just very small tongues. Um, <laughs> I love it that it's like wow. I would eat a cod's tongue, but too tiny to bother. No, Emma, you could Emma will only eat an animal's tongue if it's nice, <laughs> it's nice big tongue. <laughs> Emma says, I didn't know cods had tongues big enough to eat. They came in a really rich, garlicky sauce, which was genuinely delicious followed with a stew featuring swim bladder tripe which was also very tasty and i was pleased to discover after a quick google that it's the bit that helps fish float so there was no wee involved would recommend she's included a photo for reference oh i love that she suspected my disbelief and has included a photo and it does look yummy if we're going to eat a cod's butt or cheek or arm or whatever it is we're having with our chips i think we might as well scoff its tongues up too saying cod's tongue doesn't fill me with hunger but i I will work on that and the picture does make it look absolutely lovely it looks like there's, I think that's bread. It looks like some yellow things floating in a bowl of greeny yellow with some lovely looking greeny herbs. I'm not good at selling it. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm, not, good at, I'm not, I've not, I've not made it sound delicious. But. I'll tell you who has made it sound delicious, Emma, who actually ate it. So thank you very much for that, Emma. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you sent us a holiday answer, you're the fucking best, best, best. Those were my favourites. But thank you to all of you who got back to us. Uh, make sure you're following at the Hoovering pod. We love hearing from you. More questions coming all the time. Let's get back into this lovely episode with Quan Wen. You're about to go and do the Edinburgh Fringe. It's your first hour. Yes. Um, has, I'm assuming, a nervous, your only mortal. I'm depressed. (laughs) No, no,
1: I shouldn't be. I'm looking forward to it. I shouldn't be that honest. Someone should have bred me with that. I'm depressed by the admin elements around it. It's exhausting. Are you
0: finding... The emotional turmoil in the run-up to a fringe, which frankly there just is, if unless you're completely okay. This labor, is like
1: marrying it? someone and wishing you don't have to deal with the in-laws, yes. but it's impossible. Yeah. I'm loving the creative part, yeah. part of process, but I'm obviously hating the admin part. But they are part and parcel of the same thing. So.
0: And also, nothing else. I, I don't think anything can prepare you for what a creative roller coaster. And there's nothing like doing an hour of comedy that you've written every, or a show that you've written by yourself especially if it's like personal confessional, whatever every day at the same time in the same place to a good audience who love comedy it's extraordinary the whole experience is extraordinary everything else that comes with it is exhausting Aww. by the by but my question was yes how, wh- do you find that like because for me an Edinburgh Fringe would kind of consume my entire year emotionally admin- and adrenaline wise and it would affect how i ate has have you found being in the run-up to something that feels really sort of it's kind of exciting but also stressful and nerve-wracking oh been yeah i totally when i it?
1: get to that the low 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 point yeah. you forget about your no cup after six plan yeah. or maybe not having an entire chocolate bar before going to sleep you're just yeah, like yeah, yeah. fuck it i'm yeah. so depressed i just need to get through the next hour or tonight i don't yeah, I love or, it. Or or because you want to do a preview and you're running out of options, you go somewhere so far and yeah. on the way back say, "I'm only going to get to London at one in the morning." Surely a kebab is not too much.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. And what time is your show up then? Uh,
1: five forty.
0: That's quite a sensible time in terms of like I know you can then decompress and then have a good one good nerve free. I, I, today, I'm the, the pre,
1: pre-dinner pre warm-up
0: Lovely <laughs> Lovely That's a, one of my That's my absolute favourite Time of day to do it You think so
1: I, I prefer it. a slightly earlier afternoon But I'm mm. buttoned a button yes, motor between, food between th- Couldn't get Between <laughs> three
0: and six I would say Is the yes. dream start Yes <laughs> Yeah Lovely And Oh my god I think we're going to have An excellent time up there I know it uh, ooh, what, Where should we go with this Where should we go I feel like you've covered Loads of my questions I had about time um, food culture yeah, go on.
1: Oh, so, um, I think it has to do with about up to the nineteen sixty, Taiwan was still a pretty much a agricultural society. Yes. And that means that my parents' generation kept the mentality of the peasants oh. and they're always 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 going to remember the time when they were young when they were a child they didn't have enough to eat so they always overcompensate right, so right, right. it's a big extended family when they say that let's get a get together each family prepare two to three dishes and my mom and their auntie, each one of them will over-prepare. Right, so right, right. It's a competition. Some family brings four. So, I'm so sorry. I accidentally prepared one more dishes. And then she realized the other sister are even bitchier. They'll become two more dishes. <laughs> and the whole place is drowned with food. And they have to take out two spare dining tables just Amazing. for extra guests. And it will be so big that even is in my auntie's place, we have chili like buffet. And all the cousins queue to get food and Incredible. Until you feel like Your stomach's gonna explode Yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, The yeah, host yeah, yeah, will yeah, feel yeah. like They didn't do their job properly Oh I love it Force feeding We treat each other Like frog <laughs> so, That's how you show love I'm gonna treat
0: you Like that goose Do you find yourself Doing that in your relationships I have a parent Who Who fed with fed loved via I used to feed, I think you know. my first
1: foreign boyfriend the poor French guy I was feeding him all the weird things I think you should just accept it because your are does to love me and I just keep <laughs> cooking for him without him asking for it and later I blame him for not eating it it's like do you know the amount of oh I spent in making this stew for you and it's like I didn't ask for it So like, no but I was guessing you want it and if I had to wait until you tell me you want it then I'm not good in that partner. And it's, sorry, sorry, I'm a, I'm a I bit loved much.
0: It. No, you're not. It's perfect. I think so yeah, I have um I'm really aware that the people in my life, you know, my my son and my partner, and I'm really aware that they they're under a conscious pressure to show appreciation for the cooking I've done that they didn't ask for. I think that's like one of I can't not do it. It's one of my very few sort of increasingly pathetically small list of love languages is cooking for people. It is. And I want I I do need them I don't need them to love it, but I do need them to be like, It's nice. Like, oh thanks. I've never understood I remember I remember when I'd stay with my cousins as a little kid and I look back now and go, I get there's a healthiness to that too, but they'd be like, Oh I hate this mum or like, oh I'm not having that and they'd leave a bit. Or they'd like or just the simplicity of stopping when they're full. That's ah. actually very sensible and, and when it comes to it, personal health. Exactly, help, and I think, mm. you know, as much as I need, as much as I need to hear a little thank you and perhaps the odd lie that something's nicer than it is. I also which goes hands in hands with it, do want the people around me to know they can stop when they're full because that's something I never felt like I could and I've had to try and learn as an adult. I know but, but I've also
1: learned something else. I've been I have a really good friend from my second job as Austrian lady. Yeah. And uh, her partner <laughs> after retiring from his business has gone on to learn this uh coton bleu in oh, you know, wow. the cooking school and he's now posting constant like amazing food pictures on Instagram. Whenever I go to their place I need to make sure I procure some proper gift and like good stuff. Not not about expensive but just yeah, good quality yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, and we exactly. can show the appreciation by shifting the focus on quantity to quality. Yes. Uh, so quantity is reasonable, but quality, we absolutely splurge, just have a tiny bit yeah, of things. Yeah. I would go to Borough Market to buy, mm. for example, Croatian prosciutto and mixing mm. with the red wine they have. And I feel that's the same level that's of joy. Lovely. I just feel back home, the whole culture is about pushing the limits. So if you can only show your love by pushing it, how I, I don't think it's healthy. And I've been debating, we have this thing that your parents expect children, because we eat around a lazy Susan, does that make sense? to you
0: is that like a does it turn does it spit yeah because you don't have
1: your own meal everyone shares the same dishes so to show your love you're supposed to before they do it themselves you're supposed to snatch a piece of me or something and put it in your parents sort of rice bowl to show that before i eat I think you should eat first. I'm thinking of you ahead of my own needs. But for me, it's a little bit of theatre because it's super unhygienic, if you remember. (laughs) (laughs) And also... My mom would give me something that is not exactly what I want to eat because I have like a optimal sequence, for example. Okay. I want to start with this and I want to have the thicker sauce later. Oh, I love Things this like
0: optimal that. sequence and I love the yeah, way you so said that. So
1: maybe I've lived in the West too long, but I think it's just so much easier if we each pick whatever you want to eat yes. and the quantity you want to eat but let's just show our love for each other by talking about it. we can't we are asian we can't talk about it but i don't know how but i do think picking food for other people is annoying but my mum deeply wanted me to do that and she wanted to do that to me I would always turn her down so I don't know I find it a dilemma some of my friends you should just let her have it some of my friends then say no this is a boundary you need to set a clear boundary with your mum so as a mum with a young boy what do you think?
0: oh my god what a brilliant lot of things you've just said (laughs) I love I'm fascinated by the dilemma and I understand it completely um I think in the West we fetishise cultures that have a sharing system of eating and we, but also I've spoken to so many people who have so much trauma around boundaries being misplaced or not there or enforced like I don't know, like and not actually having autonomy over their own hunger, their own fullness, their own desires when it comes to eating that there has to be some kind of balance and it's delicate I don't want to be the one to decide what the order of the balance is I think it also depends on is the, the specific relationship with your mum and the and the strength slash fragility of that, if that's one easy thing that you can do that could bring her inordinate joy, yeah. is it worth it in the offset, the balance of things there's a very clear image in my head that I was thinking of when you were saying it's unhygienic. Like, when well, my son was younger, and he still almost always, always got filthy hands. If he was passing me something, and quite often, he'd be eating something, and I'd ask, i say, Can I try that? And he's so tight, like he's fucking stingy, <laughs> only child, Western fucking only child. I'd be like, Give me what? Let me, I've given you a whole bag of those new sweets. Like, please, my try one. I have your least favourite flavour. Like, no. No. And then he'll wait till the end and then he's handled it. It's like fucking disgusting, sweaty, clacky, and he'll like pass me it then. I'll be like, I don't want it now. I don't want that. Okay. If, like, uh, I'm
1: going to two story in response to that. Yes. So first on my end My mom come to me Used to come to me All the time Say can I have Half of your banana mm. Can I have Half of your meatball And I will always say "Mom, If I only have Half of it I don't feel enough yeah. But if I eat One and a half I will eat too much And you criticise me For being too fat So you're oh. putting me Into a very difficult Situation <laughs> Well then situation. you are Bringing
0: in another Element to this And then dilemma. my mom
1: would start to cry And then say that <gasps> I pushed you out of my vagina. I raise you up to this point. You don't even want to share half of a fucking meatball with me. You ungrateful little bit. <laughs>
0: You made it funny! You revealed how funny she no, is but it's just in the same the th- vagina bit was funny!
1: Just think of it as a very old fashioned sketch, except yeah. the meepo would be a different food every time. <laughs> and it's just the same grape over and over for the last like 20, 30 odd oh, years. Jesus. And secondly, I was traveling with my mum and some of her sort of industry friends. Mm-hmm. They were coming to Europe to do a trip in Switzerland and they're going to Milan to see a trade exhibition. So I agreed to keep her company. I was fucking awful the trip. Mm-hmm because all those um all those aunties and uncles are so old every day the coach cannot drive more than 1 hour without finding a toilet
0: for oh, them God. so it's
1: just days of stopping the coach and pee and go back to the coach <laughs> and keep driving and my mom was expecting me to snatch something even though we all have oh, our own dishes yeah. occasionally we have chinese food and all the other aunties and uncles be like come on go get your mom something show sure that you love her right they be being i didn't but I made something to reassure my mom, I do love you in my own way. Let's mm. not be so stuck up about tradition. My mom was thinking the European food was really bland and I can't blame her. And she was constantly asking for Tabasco. Mm-hmm. And those restaurants, it's in Switzerland, they yeah. don't do Tabasco. They just yeah. do salt.
0: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> and finally, one day at the gas station, I found a Tabasco in, the, in a shop. So I bought it and I carry it with me because mom doesn't carry those things. Yes. Um, so every time when we're about to eat, I would just take out the Tabasco and say, you need it?
0: Aww. So she knows
1: I was thinking about her.
0: That's lovely. I don't
1: do the little theater of taking something yes. with my hygienic chopstick into her bowl. Yes. But it doesn't mean I don't love her. No, of I just of have not. my different boundary and I do it my way. So.
0: You've nailed it. There you go. And then we no, did it.
1: She just sent me a very long, emotionally blackmailing text. I can't translate all oh, that. It's too scary, <laughs> but we are working on it.
0: Quick fire questions. Tell me about food that you were given as a gift or won as a prize.
1: Won as a surprise or given as a gift. Oh, shocked me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't bake quick. So whenever I receive a baked cake, I always feel um, amazed. Yeah, except after living in the UK for so long, if it's a Victorian sponge cake, it's a bit low effort. But in general, (laughs) (laughs) no, because I lived in Berlin for one year. and Germans like to bake their own cake. Uh, A friend used to bake an entire Schwarzwald, the Black Forest cake, on her own, and say it's her German nana's like. I just thought that was amazing. It was yeah. the most amazing thing I've ever tasted.
0: I'm a quarter Austrian and they really love their cakes. Would you rather eat sand or grass? Grass. Okay, me too. Oh, wait a second. It's more likely to have an
1: animal put on the grass. Mm, I've yeah, but I rim. It's sand. okay. I would say
0: grass. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tried eating upside down? What does that mean? I d- like being upside down and ha- I'm having s- some food, like a handstand. Okay. I or know like i am Like hanging pl- from a sexy swing? Yeah,
1: that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, now I do the sex joke too much. So yeah. <laughs> I've eaten upside down, but not food for something. <laughs> I was put in that re- position reluctantly, though. So. <laughs> oh,
0: well, that's become a sad story.
1: <laughs> but do you believe in. you? Some people say you have to be upside down for at least uh, a minute or so every day. Pregnant. Oh no! No, to stretch um, your body back.
0: I think that's. And a I big thought they're just too shit. ambitious to that assume people can even put shit. themselves into exactly. that position. <laughs> Most people haven't even attempted that since they were five. <laughs> that's such a bizarre thing to tell us in our forties that we're actually meant to be doing all the time. I tried aerial I yoga do once. Really love handstands.
1: I can't. You're so strong. I can't. I don't have
0: enough strength in my. You have. Arm. You have. It's practice and confidence. You absolutely. You definitely have. What is. The most old fashionedy thing you've ever eaten? This—it's not the most
1: old-fashioned, but it's the one I absolutely hated the most. Oh yeah, uh, it's dried radish. Hmm. Basically, grandma's pickles, and there oh. are all a different kind of pickles because in the old day, when you don't get enough fresh vegetables, yeah. they tend to make your own pickles Pickle and, them and then eat they... it in the morning. Yeah. And a typical breakfast we didn't manage to cover, yes. but traditionally we eat konji. <gasps> Which is rice, cooked with a lot more water, right, ah. than actual rice. So it comes out soft. I think it's because it's easier to digest in the morning. Right. Uh, but people tend to just eat pickles ah. and there's not a lot of protein so I yeah. absolutely hate it and my mom say that don't be choosy with your food you have to eat everything I then say surely between a fresh material and a pickle item that the fresh one's always going to be better Yeah, I, I never liked it never ever pickled veg Mm-mm, no I like a lot of pickle, but this dried pickled radish I just I mm. don't know I just when I eat it I feel poverty and the weight <gasps> of history <laughs> We, we, as a country, we have, we have got rid of that pasta.
0: <laughs> this taste of poverty. It's just taste of poverty. Peasantry, really, peasantry. Have you ever eaten food intended for someone else?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that tastes the best. You know that my secret thing. <laughs> what I've always wanted to do, couple with the culture that you shall, yeah. you shall not waste stuff, right? Yeah. When I go to a restaurant. And I see the neighbouring table left oh. half finished food. <gasps> we have like lunch fun canteen, and I will actually ask some of my small like sparrows, stomach colleagues. Can I have their residual yeah, potatoes and chicken? They yeah. will always let me have it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Me too. I finish everybody's leftovers, but the idea of doing that in a restaurant would be so joyful to me. I remember when I was a waitress in my teens yeah. in a posh hotel. So, so hungry, I was on three pounds fifty an hour. And I was hungry. You work for hours and hours and hours. And you don't get fed. You're not worthy of this lovely food. But you were taking platefuls back to the plate wash with, like... Roast, untouched roast potatoes on there like perfect still warm exactly. where they'd be like nah you know they're not interested and I'd eat them and I'd get caught and I'd get so told off I'd be like they'd be like that's disgusting someone could have sneezed on that I'd be like I didn't yeah, give up. but if fuck. you're not giving
1: out to customer why not I went to a Sunday roast ones and this lady the, the neighbouring table she had a bite of the roast lamb she then say I'm sorry I can't have this it's too fatty and then she went out to eat a whole apple crumble later <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like uh, you, hypocritical. But and also, lamb is supposed to be fatty. That's the whole point. Yeah.
0: What's the worst smelling but best tasting thing you've ever had? Licorice. Lovely. Quick answer. Don't even ever think about it. Oh Now it's time. Andrew Tate and Julia Hartley Brewer have a baby and within a few years it's taken over the world and it's clear that it's the worst possible person that anyone has ever imagined and it's born somehow connected to and completely in control of the whole internet even AI just gives up it gets into everyone's head like one of those flies that lays parasite eggs into fish's brains to make them swim to the surface and get eaten by birds and yeah women get their mouths sewn up and we all have to live in garden cages anyway it's a disaster <laughs> and my least desirable apocalypse that I've ever thought of for this podcast, ever even imagined, and it's accidentally made me sad. But anyway, it's all agreed to have never happened, but only if you, and weirdly, it does have to be you, Graham. Wen, do all the ballet in Swan Lake all by yourself with no breaks whilst popping your lower jaw out the whole time like a shark constantly, which um, keeps anyone from being able to give you any snacks at all.
1: It sounds it. impossible.
0: But you do it. I would do it. You're a hero.
1: It's done. No, I've been to Edinburgh so many times, I have no shame left. I mean, I'm so...
0: <laughs> In this scenario, you've achieved it. You've saved humanity from... The most disgusting fascist apocalypse of all no, time. No, I, I would say
1: it sounds like a made-up apocalypse, but it doesn't sound that different from the reality we have. No, exactly, here I think right that's why it made me <laughs> sad. I've accidentally
0: written a plausible one. and
1: I just thought what you're describing—the horrible baby—I thought, like, are you talking
0: about Lauren Fox? <laughs> so you've saved all of humanity. Yay! You saved us. Everybody adores you. You're um... no. Some people aren't ready. Won't no, adore me. Anyhow. No. 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 It's a fantasy situation. Let me finish you're worshiped forever like a god but but your reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams and cuz swan lake took ages you had to dance every part not just the lead you're fucking hungry so this is the opposite of a last meal yeah. you couldn't be happier and yeah. you couldn't be this is the beginning this is not the end if you were the happiest and hungriest you can ever imagine being what would you eat and what would you drink and if you would like to set this somewhere location wise and if you'd like to have someone from a fantasy situation joining you you're welcome i like
1: a seafood buffet with mm. all different kinds of shellfish possible and to finish top it up with the tastiest limoncello
0: oh lovely
1: and i guess it's weird because i come from an island and i i grew up eating seafood there mm. always be some seafood so calamari squid octopus shrimps are not something that is so odd But I feel UK treated some more like a continental country. And most seafood are not cooked. So I do miss some good, really good seafood. Mm. And I guess that's what I'm always craving since I
0: moved to the UK. Oh I love it. Thank you for doing my silly podcast. (gasps) No, it's absolutely lovely. Hoovering podcast. Let's start the hashtag. Hashtag optimal sequence. I really loved him having an optimal sequence. What a rich, juicy, satisfying, fascinating, open conversation. I'm so grateful for that time with Quan Wen. Please go and see his first Edinburgh show up at the Fringe. It's called Isla Formosa. I um, hope I'm saying that right. And in, if you're not up there, I bet he gets to tour with it. At the very least, he'll be doing a London run. He's such an excellent comedian and a real star in the making. He is brilliant live. Follow him online. He is Kwan Wen Comedy. K-U-A-N-W-E-N Comedy. Thanks so much for your answers to the listener questions. Again, you winners—they're so great. Watch out for more questions coming all the time on our social media. Tickets to all my live work, including Hoovering Live, next one's tenth of August with Joe Lycid, as ever, are on my website, JessicaFosterQ.com. Follow us on social media at the Pod. I'm on at Jessica FosterQ. Send us voice notes, pictures, whatsapps to 07462855271. Email us thehooveringpod at gmail.com. I'll be storing all your beautiful offerings up and discussing them in future episodes. Keep an eye on our social media for any specific questions and topics that we'll be asking you to contact us about. Links to everything interesting mentioned today are, as ever, in the podcast notes. Hoovering is presented and created by me, Jessica Fosterkew. The music is by Jake Yap, and it was produced by Laura Grimshaw. Until in two weeks, happy Hoovering.